The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. I don't know why he took it from a shoe, but he took it from a shoe. Are you kidding me? That's not how you drink a last word. Welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. I am Toden from Toden.com and, of course, MediaLitterSandwich.com. You're probably watching on either YouTube or one of the websites or possibly Podbean or listening on Podbean or Stitcher or Spotify or one of the many, many others that we're on, or you're listening on DV Radio, which we do stream on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time Zone, which I'm in the chat room. It's If you want to be the first person to listen to the show, you head over to dvradio.net on Tuesday night, and I'm in the chat room, so you could ask me pretty much anything you want. Doesn't mean I'll answer, but I'm in the chat room, and we can have a conversation in there. And DV Radio also just got some brand new shows over there. Uh, I'm only syndicated over there, so I don't know everything that's going on, but I know Security Sucks is also syndicated. Yes, it's the name of another show. Um, and so now they're on their Monday nights, which is kind of cool, because they played them Tuesday night for some reason last week, so I actually followed them, and it was, it was good following up uh, on a show titled Security Sucks. When they're done talking about that, we just have a media layer sandwich. And today, speaking of shows that don't suck, <laughs> maybe drink a little bit. D- 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 does it help if you drink while watching the show? Oh, absolutely. Nick, come on. Nick drinks. That's what and I that, do. That, that's the name of the but show. But I drink too. during everything, so it's not like that's a, you know. I blame you, actually. Um, since I started on uh, in this studio, which we were filming at... And recording, I should just say, because most people are listening. Recording at the Foundation Studio at the Foundation Hotel in downtown Detroit on July 31st, 2019. I mentioned the date because, well, the Democrat um, um, things where there's a million people on stage with 40 seconds apiece is going on like down the street. And I think one of those guys are over there. Michael Bennett. So if anyone knows who that is. Um, good luck tonight. He's actually on, on stage. He is on stage tonight. Yep. He has a little party going on in the apparatus room and, uh, mm-hmm. I got a quick photo. So yeah, we'll see if that's, uh, anything later. Uh, I wish him luck. I, 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 I don't know his platform, but considering that I don't know his name, I assume he's better than some of the other candidates. <laughs> I, 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 that's not saying much, unfortunately, but you know what? I bet he is. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about Nick's drinks yeah. a little bit. Well, uh, give me a little bit summary of the show. Yeah, so um, Nick Drinks has been going on for about seven years now. Uh, it started as a blog that I did, um, you know, just kind of talking about how Detroit was changing. Uh, so Detroit's always been a great scene for drinks and cocktails, but it's it's definitely evolved over the years. And really when... Um, uh, what was the name of uh, Michael Simon's place came in when Roast came in. You know, I think that kind of set a stake in the ground saying like, okay, Detroit's ready to kind of, you know, be a little more, a little more innovative. Um, you know, certainly they've always had uh, amazing bars, but this is kind of when we really went up a notch. Um, once Michael Simon came in, you know, then we got some, uh, some really of the, the big hitters like Sugar House and the Oakland out in Ferndale. And they really started setting the stage for kind of what became this craft cocktail movement in Metro Detroit. Uh, largely now that we're years later, that's backed off a little bit. And, you know, people have kind of um, gotten used to cocktails and expected it when they go to places. You know, like when you go to Apparatus Room, you expect an amazing cocktail list. I, I don't know anything about cocktail lists. I'm probably one of the worst people. And I will, uh, I don't know what to order. Uh, can I get a rum? I, I, what, whatever rum they're drinking, I'll take. <laughs> what rum am I drinking? Well, that's what I meant. I, since I started recording here, I haven't drank like on camera. And uh, since you're here, I have rum that uh, you're talking to the bartender about. Well, cheers to that. I also mm-hmm. have a, a cocktail that Liz made us. Um, she, uh, this is the DCD rum that came out very recently. And uh, what's great is it's a collaboration with a number of the bartenders in the city. And, you know, even though you mentioned that 
you're not a big cocktail fan, because we have such amazing talent in the city, you can go up to people like Liz and say, hey, this is what I like. These, these are the beers I like. These are the wines I like. These are the, the foods I like. They can suggest a great cocktail for you. And I think that's some of the things that Nick Drinks has been able to report on and talk about. Um, I've, I've gone on the news a couple times to kind of talk about the great things that are happening. I don't want to say I'm the only voice for the city, but I'm one voice that's really advocating for Detroit and the, the great beverage industry scene that we have right now. Um, that has morphed into uh, videos on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we did a year where we had a public access TV show. So that was last year. And we did 16 episodes with that. Uh, we culminated with an, an amazing uh, award show where we awarded, um, uh, was it like 20 different categories, 15 different categories of um, bartenders and bars in the city. And uh, we did a live broadcast. That was a lot of fun. We are going to do that again. Um, that's the Golden Jigger Awards. So you can look out for that in December of 2019. I kind of want to go just see if there's free samples. Hmm. <laughs> of course, we had a sponsor last year. Um, there was a ticket to get in, mm -hmm. which kind of helped pay for all the crazy rental fees and AV that I had to rent. But um, after that, yeah, we did have drinks. We had a sponsor. Uh, we actually had um, Copper Kings. They came out and sponsored the, the booze. And then we had Wingman, which is a local um, carbonated water company that has really grown a lot in the past year. And they provided uh, free non-alcoholic drinks as well. N I was waiting for wings. I heard wings, <laughs> and my hope was for wings. Well, they're actually, that was a big thing. Was we, we didn't have a lot of food last year. We had okay. popcorn, and I started the event at 7 and kind of got people a little tipsy. That was a very poor choice on my end. <laughs> so this year, we are definitely going to have more food. <laughs> so if you can't use the name Nick Drinks anymore, it'll be Nick tipsy drinks and or yeah no we, we don't need like anyone getting in trouble the mm -hmm. the big thing about nick drinks is it's always responsible drinking mm -hmm. you know i am not one of excess i'm not one to get blasted to do you know drinking games i am one that is you know trying to find really delicious drinks and consume one or two of them it's okay dysfunctional veterans out there on dv radio you can keep listening you get to eat <laughs> you can take some notes on this it's okay there's other drinks out there besides Jameson and Jack Daniels. It's okay. Well, and I mean, we are in such a great time because even, you know, the beers, there mm -hmm. are a number of great beers. And if you're into just like a, a basic light lager, you know, like a lot of some of the, the lawnmower American beers that are available, you know, there are a ton of varieties. So certainly if you like the Miller, if you like the Bud, if you like whatever, that's great. But if you do want some variety, there are a lot in that category for you to explore. Okay. If you, only because you brought up drinks, I have to settle an argument. Okay. Does Yingling taste just like PBR? Oh, it's been a long time I've had it since it's not carried in Michigan. Um, I mean, it's a you know, it's a it's a basic light beer. There isn't a ton of flavor in my hand. Um, Don't hit us. <laughs> it's and that's just my personal preference. So uh, I'm not a huge fan of Yingling. Um, I'll drink a PBR. You know, if I if I want to drink and not really looking at something overly flavorful, and, and you're only gonna pay like a quarter for it or whatever. Yeah, PBR <laughs> is really really reasonable. So <laughs> I wouldn't have brought that up if you didn't mention beers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So what's going on with the show right now? You do, you know, what are you currently working on? Yeah, so the um, the public access show is on hold. So there actually was some some funding disputes nationally. So that's on hold right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I've really been focusing on YouTube and Facebook videos. Um, basically, what we'll do is if there's new um, uh, bars that launch, we'll go do a video there. Uh, we actually just went to the Traverse City Whiskey Outpost that just opened in Ferndale. So we have that video coming out this week. Um, we'll review products that have launched in Michigan. So um, Glyph was actually a national launch that came out to Michigan. And then Copper Queen is actually a local launch that um, is based on the Iron, uh, Iron River guys, uh, Iron Fish, sorry. And uh, so we did videos in the two of them. And uh, what the, the newest video series that we're working on, and you'll probably see this in August or early September, is we're going to be pairing up with video games because one of my other passions is video games. So we're going to be doing some spirits and video games pairings, and we have some really cool technology we're going to be bringing in as well that's just wacky and fun. Very cool. I, I've, I've seen a lot of pairing this video game or this beer with this video game. Uh, when my uh, buddies, coworkers, whoever the heck he is, he had a show where he would pair... Um, 
compare this drink with this audio piece, uh, you know, audio visual piece of equipment, or this speaker, or this when you would review those. Uh, which, by the way, you're sort of a Navy guy. Right now, you're selling stuff. Yep. Yeah. So I, I work for a company, Innovative Environments, and we are a uh, integrator, seller, installer that is uh, in Metro Detroit. And uh, you know, I've had a great time with that. My uh, my friend, uh, actually best man at my wedding, founded the company with his brother. And uh, yeah, if you have any corporate AV needs, uh, go ahead and look up Nick Britsky for those. <laughs> the, it, it's just funny because we, we're both at Infocom, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you said we you're saw going, each like, other on social. <laughs> I was like, what's what's he doing? Like, are they doing a bartender? Hey, maybe he's doing like a bartending thing or something around like the Black Magic Design or one of the, the you know <gasps> that booth was amazing. Yeah, and and if you ever been to like Nab, yep. uh, um, they have more booths like that where it's just video cameras around like something doing something. I was yep. like, oh, maybe they're doing something like that. I'm, I'm not gonna bother him because I'm sure he's probably working at that point. Well, and ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time there was to go meet with clients, to meet with yeah. vendors, and things like that. But there was that 5% of the time that I geeked out at Black Magic. I went over to the Canon booth and checked out oh, that yeah. ridiculous lens that was on that camera. So <laughs> certainly the personal side, I got to geek out a little as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, I believe that the company you're with was interviewed by uh, Rave Pubs, which I only want to give them a shout because I still geek out over the electric scooter I won from them, <laughs> um, which is really fun. I re- kind of regret not bringing it uh Today over to to uh, you know because I will ride it around downtown Detroit while everyone else is on a bird <laughs> or a lime. Well, and one of the um, tasks that I've been given at the company is to do marketing and kind of mm-hmm. expand the footprint. So when I saw that Rave was looking for people to interview, I reached out to them and said absolutely. And we talked about actually the merging of AV and IT in kind of that whole space where really when you set up these AV environments, you have to be hand in hand with IT because you're on their networks and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, not to try and to turn away from drinking, but I mean, I've reached out. I taught at a university for a number of years and, you know, they asked me, hey, now that you're you know not here, any curves you can see that you'd recommend the program go? I'm like, yes, make people take, you know, make the uh, um, anyone that wants to not just be behind a camera, but play a more of an AV role, um, you know, with, with audio visual technology, not just media creation, make them take network courses, yep. get the people over a computer and, you know, the computer programming and engineering the network, make them take the video production courses. It's going to not because they're merging so much. Yep. You'd be, you know, it will just help them. Even if it's just a level one understanding, it will help. So I've now done a bunch of Extron certifications where networking Mm -hmm. is a huge backbone to that. Oh, yeah. And I'm wrapping up my CTS certification. And yeah, I would say probably a third is networking. Yeah. So. All right. Now back to the drinks. Let me go ahead and take another. Some more rum here, since uh, um, I already said the date, and you told me uh, one of these these date and times uh, things earlier today. Today is ah yes. So today in uh, 1970, it was uh, a day known as Black Tot Day, and um, so Black Tot started back in 1655, and that's back when King Charles II was in charge, and he basically said, um, you know. Uh, all sailors needed to have something to drink on these long voyages. And because water, you know, they didn't have the technology to keep water potable, um, it would typically be beer. So every crew member was issued a gallon of beer per day. Um, and it was a lower ABV, so it wasn't going to get them wasted. Now, it's like grog. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Um, what happened was is because that much beer, you know, just that volume of beer for all their sailors took up a lot of space. They converted over to rum, and it ended up being a half pint a day. So if you look at the comparison, so it's, it's the same ABV. If you look at a gallon of low ABV beer, ABV beer versus a half pint of rum, that was kind of the equivalence. And so, you know, going forth from 1655 all the way up to 1970, you got a half pint of rum as part of your ration. And if you look at 1970, we definitely figured out how to make water potable for long voyages mm-hmm. at that point. So it was just kind of a carryover. And on July 31st, 1970, they said, hey, we're done with this. We're not going to give you rum anymore. And the sailors were like, WTF, this is Black Tot Day. <laughs> so we always celebrate it. Um, there's a couple great rum blogs that I follow, like Cocktail Wonk. He did a write-up on it. Uh, rum Journey also did a rum, uh, write-up on it. So you can learn about it. You can cry about it. You can pour a little rum out for it. Yeah, uh, me being uh, um, someone that likes pirates and sailing and uh 
Um, you know, my logo has nothing to do <laughs> with pirates at all, or the fact that I play Sea of Thieves um, quite often. Um, I was just playing Sid Meier's Pirates on NES. Oh. Yeah. Way throwback. <laughs> well, you know, uh, um, 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 uh, what, what is it? The Bird and Bear. Um, 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 something oh, Kazuki. Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie was supposed to be a pirate game originally. Really? Yep, and oh. that was kind of the basis of Sea of Thieves. So I only have about uh, 20% of the N64 collection. So both Banjo and... Uh, what is it? Tui, Tui Joe? Yeah, Banjo. The second Zoo one? Zoo, yeah, Tui. I don't have either of those. They're pricey. Okay. I, I do have the Rare Replay uh, set sure. on uh, Xbox. Or well, I should say my roommate has, but, it, you know. I have the emulators too, but that's not as fun. <laughs> so it's interesting you bring up rum. There are a couple great books that are written on the Pirates' connection to rum. Uh, it's uh, all, of, all That in a Bottle of Rum, I think is the name of the title. I'm screwing it up. Paul Curtis wrote it. And he actually talked about pirates probably weren't stealing rum. They were probably stealing cognac because that was what would be shipped to France and things like that. The rum was all living back in um, the Caribbean, so that probably wasn't the thing that you were going after when you were stealing rum. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so it was probably cognac or brandy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm paraphrasing aggressively because I don't have it at the tip of my tongue. Darn social media gossip. (laughs) Oh... Speaking of social media gossip, yeah. I, so I've been looking at your Facebook. Um, instead of Toad and Reads, I kind of just let me grab the phone where your Facebook's up at. Um, I was looking through your Facebook, and you definitely not just like you, you just talk about beer and rum and everything. That, mm-hmm. that that that's all that you do. It's not so much. Uh, um, custom posts like, hey, this is what I'm working on. You're like, hey, look at this stupid thing over here. Or look at this thing over there. And it's a lot of reshares with, you, with your own uh, uh, commentary, which is great. It's tricky, you know. So when you're, I mean, I spend probably three to four hours on a video. Okay. And if I can put up one a week, it's a good week. So I, I try to blog, but I am not good at blogging. So if I can find someone who shared a similar story that I'm interested in mm-hmm. and put a you know, little quip on it, that I consider is a good day. Where's your blog at? So nickdrinks.com. And your last blog was in April. Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. Oh, I was uh, looking. I was looking. Dana, Dana Nasser, I think, right there. Oh, I don't know who that is, <laughs> but I'll wave. She didn't wave back at us. She smiled. Okay. Should I know who that is? She is our attorney general. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, hey, we just, maybe I, I really do need a camera that faces out of the window. <laughs> so, yeah, we just waved at our attorney general. All right. For the state or for something else? For the state, yes. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, where was I going to go with that? I, yeah. I just need you to tell me who everyone is. Oh, yeah, the, 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 they're running for president. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, there's only 20 of them, so... <laughs> Well, probably more than that. Uh, True. Well, not all of them been announced yet. I hope we're done announcing. Can we? We need to wean it back. The libertarian announcements aren't until like May. Sure, Democrat. I'm looking for yeah, Democrat. If we can wean that back, and then probably the Green Party and yeah, all those yeah, parties. Let, let's get some five percent stuff over there so we can start getting rid of this two party system. That that's quite the debate too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So back. So we, we what need did more I po- drinks to debate that. Yeah. <laughs> what did I post in April? Because I don't even remember. Um, something about April Fool stuff. Oh, I did a roundup of all the April Fool stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So similar with, um, I mean, tons of companies have kind of jumped on the the bandwagon for April Mm -hmm. Fool's jokes. I did a roundup of like the top 10-ish that were tied to spirits. And we had some decent ones this year. I feel like last year was a little better. But um, yeah, we had some, a couple good ones this year. Now I'm thinking we uh, when this goes live, uh, I need to tweet this to our attorney general. <laughs> you can't see us, but we are. You know, you can't see yourself in it, but we're waving to you. <laughs> see what she says. <laughs> oh, this is cute. You guys are drinking and waving to me. That's every yeah, day. Yeah, we should have done a cheers. We'd cut it on a photo. Oh yeah, not quick on the the jump. Mm. Okay, so uh, looking at Facebook, your latest yeah. one is you um, having fun uh, criticizing White Claw. Yeah, so Atwater, this, mm-hmm. so this was a big debate that happened today. Atwater um, Brewing in Detroit launched a competitor to White Claw. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure most people are familiar with White Claw, but basically it is a flavored um, seltzer with alcohol in it. 
right. and um, a, com- um, um, a new Zima, if you will, uh, which based on that comic that as well. But um, <laughs> what's I think what's what's really it surprised me that White Claw has been as popular as it is, and I think largely it comes down to is. Um, people are looking for low-calorie drinks and easy, ready-to-drink drinks. So if you're at a bar and you see a White Claw, you're like, oh, God, I, I've had it before. It's easy. I know it's basically as low-calorie as you can get and still have alcohol. So I, I think that has really helped their growth. So a lot of people are going up against that. You're going to see a ton of more competitors going against White Claw because they're really the leader. And locally, Atwater has launched their own brand. But what's interesting is they picked very similar flavors to the current White Claw. Mm. And I wasn't as tuned into that, but a lot of my readers were, and they were commenting on how the lack of creativity that Atwater has in picking those same flavors. Hmm. Yeah. See, I, I don't even like, I, I don't like sparkly water. So <laughs> see, I drink a ton of sparkling water. So I, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. We are definitely a LaCroix slash whatever the brand name of the grocery store rats household. Okay. Uh, let's, mm-hmm. let's continue. Um, I don't even know what that is, so going past. Caddyshack rum. So this goes back to um, Cocktail Wonk, who I talked about talking about um, Black Todd Day, is every day he kind of gets up and he looks at the um, the TTB's registration for new labeling. Mm -hmm. And so he is really one of the first guys to report on new rum products. And um, it looks like Bill Murray and probably his brothers have registered a label with them to make their oh, own rum. Oh, that's why it says "Eat, Drink, Be Murray." Yep. But does Bill Murray have any? So other he has restaurants. In, yeah, but be, be, Caddyshack. He was in Caddyshack, but does he actually have any claim to the name Caddyshack? Um, I don't know if like that that particular copyright he has access to, okay. but the logo but you're saying... Murray Bros. Caddyshack, so that's Which fine. is their restaurant. Right. So that's the restaurant logo. There's one in okay. Florida, there's one in Chicago, there's probably others. Okay. And so basically he's making a house rum and going to you know push it out probably locally in Chicago first and then probably nationally later, is my guess. Yeah. I really did like that movie. It was a great movie. The second one was okay. I never seen the second one. I'm told don't, don't not to bother <laughs> with it. It's kind of like Airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Airplane, the first airplane was amazing. It was great. Second one's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only sequel I think is better than the original is Terminator. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, Terminator 2 was the only one, and they should have just stopped right there. Lord of the Rings, I mean, you know, Fellowship was a lot of walking. At least two they towers all had some had fighting. a lot of walking. That's all that it was. <laughs> Heck, The Hobbit was a lot of walking. Somehow they expanded a book you could read in two hours to a three movie. It's shorter to read the book than it is to watch the movies. I've never seen The Hobbit. I've never seen any of them. Well, one day when you have a month to spare, <laughs> or you could just take an afternoon to read the book. I have read Hobbit, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just expand that by like 50 yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, I did start watching The Boys, though. Whew. Oh, I just started that last night. I'm Ooh. on the third episode. I'm on the, yeah, so I am, too. We were probably watching it at the same time. That would be funny. <laughs> Aw, <laughs> we're Amazon Prime Brothers. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a heavy show. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I, I was like, okay, I need to go to bed. I'll just watch next episode. Whoa. When did you go, when did you go to bed? Um, let's see. I attempted to go to bed at nine. I ended up going to sleep around 1230 and one. Okay. So 1.30 is when I went to bed. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's probably why I slept in this morning when I tried to get up at five. I just rolled back over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we have? Um, again, you're making fun of White Claw. So what's your opinion on White Claw? I don't think it matters what my opinion is. It's, oh, it's okay. huge. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, it'd be me pushing a boulder up a hill. You know, yeah. there, it is huge dominance. It's making tons and tons of money. Um, it's not, I, I mean, I'm not even a big fan of vodka and it's nothing against people that drink vodka. I just feel like if you're drinking vodka, you're just drinking alcohol. You know, you, you know, when I kind of go back to the theme of Nick drinks of not drinking to excess, why would you drink something if it's just for the alcohol? Okay. So I have no problem if people want to drink vodka and that's cool and they're, you know, they're, they're happy with it. It's what they grew up with. That, that's fine. It's just, it's not stuff that I mix with. I don't see the challenge of mixing vodka with something else. Okay. Um, so I went ahead and just looked up, uh, I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do a Toad and Reeds. Uh, I went ahead and just Googled, what does my bartender really think? <laughs> and so I found some from Matador Network. Uh, the title of this is 
what your bartender really thinks of your cocktail order. Oh, boy. Uh, this is by Melissa Allen. By uh, This was done one year ago, so it's not that. It doesn't give me a specific date. If it had a specific date, I'd say it. But it just says one year ago. Um, now, me, as someone that doesn't know, never knows what to order. Like, I'm the guy who goes, I want wine, but I don't want to just say red or white because I have no idea. And although I know in a dive bar, I can be like, yeah, put some ice in it. And no one and no one cares. Bartenders know that a lot of people do drink their wine with, with ice, but no one really cares. But when I'm in a different place where I'm drinking with like 20 other people, I don't want to be the guy walking around with a mohawk and a wine with, with, with ice in it. And no one knows what the heck I'm doing. No, just say it's a sangria and you can totally get away with it. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> all, it's a all wine I know cocktail. Is, all I know is one of my roommates will make it with a blender. <laughs> or, or, or like, wait, no, they sell mixed drinks at Meyer and Walmart. That's all I know. Well, and sangria is—it's a basically Spanish drink. It has your okay. fruit that you're infusing into wine, and you're typically fortifying it with a brandy or something. So basically, it's a you know, it's a little of an overproof wine with some great fruit flavors. Um, we have a couple topless places in the downtown Detroit. That Did you have say it. topless places? Topless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I heard you right. I've only had one drink. <laughs> Tapas. Tapas. Oh, that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you, when people uh, uh, ask for, like, uh, I have no idea what I want, or, you know what, j- j- just give me a blank drink. Do, do, you, do you judge? You know what? Here's the thing. It's trying to put it in their shoes. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd like to think that I've never judged someone for a drink order. That's probably not true. Um, <laughs> you know, because everyone has their right. everyone has their choices. And if, if they want a vodka soda, awesome, great, well, no more problem. More likely, people are just reading off a menu or yeah, something anyway. Certainly, and they so don't know. they don't. I and don't. I mean, I this, when this article came out, people actually pushed back pretty hard because they're like, you know, that is not what hospitality is. Mm-hmm. Hospitality is meant to whatever you want, whatever you're looking for. You may that person feel comfortable you know if they want to drink you know uh red wine with ice in it that's great because that's what they want that's what makes them happy so i think that is you know everyone tries to define what hospitality is it's making that guest feel welcome okay well i'll I'll pick through some of these um i won't go through the whole list because i honestly didn't pre-screen it so i have no idea what's all on here and how long it is um but, but uh the first one listed is long island iced tea the uh, article says amateur hour. If you order a Long Island iced tea, it's typical for one, two reasons. One, you don't know what to order. Two, uh, you want to get drunk as fast as possible. I'm going to say three, you're having $4 Long, I- uh, Long Island iced tea uh, night. Well, that's, that's a, usually. That's a college thing, totally. And yeah. I remember in, in college, I had a friend that got Long Island iced teas all the time because it was cheap. And it's, you know, four plus shots of booze. Um, so typically, you know, if... If that's what you're in the mood for, I mean, a lot of them, they're supposed to taste like iced tea. So you're drinking a lot of booze with not a lot of boozy flavor. However, if you go to Second Best Bar across from Grey Ghost, they actually make a variation of a um, Long Island iced tea that is quite delicious. And um, they kind of rethink a lot of those old disco drinks, as they call them. So you check out kind of Will Lee's take on those drinks, and he does a good job. Okay. And once again, we're talking about Detroit. So all, all of you people nowhere near Detroit. Come not, visit. Not, yeah. Now you have a reason. Why yeah. are you going to Detroit? To drink. <laughs> and, and hear about presidential debates, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, I never heard of an espresso martini. However, I will, I will put something in my coffee every once in a while, or at least I used to when I drank more. Well, um, when you look at the evolution of cocktails, when we were kind of leaving the 70s, the disco era, and going into the right. 80s and 90s, it was a lot of martinis. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at like Swingers and all those movies that popularized martinis, because people were used to that drink, there was a ton of variations. Apple martini, Cosmopolitan is kind of a play on a martini, espresso martini. That's what people were comfortable ordering with. So as we kind of got out of that and went into the craft, the current craft cocktail movement, you know, martinis were huge. Okay. So if you go to a restaurant now and you see a lot of martinis on the menu, typically they're kind of in the past. There are some people that are doing some great martinis now, mm-hmm. but if their list is like all martinis and they're calling it a cocktail menu, they're probably a little behind the times. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Hey, look, we're becoming hipsters today. <laughs> Martini, that's so 10 years ago. Well, ah, and here's the thing. That's so scrubs, Apple Martini. That's, that's no longer on the air. A, a gin martini with a great vermouth is delicious. And I've even had some good vodka martinis that I love as well. Like a nice ice cold vodka martini does hit the spot, especially with a little olive in it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the article says, uh, um, um, enjoy the hangover tomorrow. Yes, they taste delicious, but the combo of booze, caffeine, and sugar. I, I don't know. Yes, I need my caffeine, and sometimes I want some booze. Uh, you know, if someone said, if bartender said it to me, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go home and pour myself a cup of coffee and then uh, pour, um, and then, then put whatever I want in it, whatever I have around. <laughs> well, it's, it's, <laughs> whatever's about to fall off my shelf, whether it's Kraken or, <laughs> or whatever. Although, Jaeger and uh, tea, I do like Jaeger and uh, yeah. a black cinnamon tea. Uh, Crazy Mark uh, from from Crazy Mark TV told me your is your throat sore? Yeah, you know black cinnamon and Jaeger. That that's what you want. That's great. All those alpine herb liqueurs are are perfect for stuff like that. Um, but you know when you look at the combination of caffeine and alcohol, you're really kind of fighting. You have a depressant and a stimulant. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I drank a lot of Red Bull and vodkas when I was in college, and they are so bad for you because it's like speeding up and slowing your heart for the same time. It's like the two beverages are fighting with each other. I can't do that now. I can't even drink the a Olympics Red Bull. of drinking. <laughs> yes, why didn't I know this in the Marine Corps? We thought we were hardcore because we would drink until four in the morning, take a nap, and then go for a five mile run without puking after a few trial runs of course all right so Um. i have a a marine corps myth i want you to um either uphold or bust okay in the mres there's sometimes tabasco yes have you ever put that in your eyes to stay awake uh i've seen people do that i'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) i have seen people do that if that's all you if, if that if all you have are mres and you're taking a 15 hour course like where they're literally just talking all day mm-hmm. and you barely had any sleep and if you fall asleep everyone's gonna like blame you and yell at you <laughs> you're gonna do what you can to stay awake so that's in like a non-combat situation I, absolutely okay um i then again i was i'm i was never a grunt or anything like that i know someone's yelling at me pogue i know i know i know that's fine um i was supply so you still should be nice to me um <laughs> But I have heard of people doing that. Okay. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure I've seen it happen a few times. Interesting. Okay. And also people just do it on there because you're absolutely freaking bored. Whew. The, the worst dare I saw, so I was in marching band at Michigan State, mm-hmm. and someone the year before drank a full um, container of soy sauce, and they had to go get their stomach pumped. <laughs> That person was not in the military, obviously, or else they would have built up that immunity. <laughs> is that a thing, doing shots of soy sauce? Um, I, you know what? I think everything is a thing. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You've been to some of the same conventions I have, I think, mm-hmm. and you know that people get bored. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I actually, I, off t- uh, camera, I have to talk about, you were mentioning that uh, you're done with some of the conventions, right? Yeah, 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 we could talk about that another. Yeah, <laughs> another camera. time. Yeah, another drink. I don't know what's in it or anything about it, but I know I've had it. Is a mojito. Yes, I, I, I just know that's a vacation drink. That's all I know. Well, mojito is a, a classic cocktail. So you are looking at mint. You're looking at rum. You're looking at sugar. You're looking at lime, and it's super delicious. Now, it's not often made well because there are so few ingredients, and it really mm-hmm. all those ingredients stand out. It's tough to make it if you don't have those things laying around. Mm-hmm. Same with a daiquiri. You know, like a daiquiri, again, is very few ingredients. So I totally get that, you know, if you're if you don't have that stuff, you might not be able to make one. So, okay, so their their take on here is, who's, who's the writer? Uh, Melissa Allen. Okay. What she wrote is, damn you, there is something about preparing mojitos that is, that, that, is, uh, um, that makes bartenders mad. I'm paraphrasing. It's a lot of steps. It's a lot of touches. You know, so you're sitting there, you're muddling the mint, you're okay. grabbing three different bottles. Um, it's probably, if it's not on the menu, you're doing it from scratch. So I could see how that would get people pissed. Okay. I think last time I, ha- I ordered one, it was on the menu, it was like a smoked mojito. Yeah. And again, if it's on the menu, they've planned for it. Mm-hmm. But if you order off menu, get something simple. Okay. Don't get a Ramos Gin Fizz, which technically you're shaking for about three minutes. So... Um. Real quick, dry martini. What's wrong with martinis? They said you're a sophisticated alcoholic. I, okay. So what does the dry and the dry martini mean? Um, I don't know. Okay. So the- No ice? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, it's so backwards to be like, but it's wet. I already know. So a dry martini means less vermouth. Okay. And so first off, if you're already ordering a dry vodka martini, you're basically drinking cold vodka, which is fine. You can drink cold vodka. Um, But that vermouth is really what makes it a martini. So by ordering a wet martini, which is typically the way I order it, you're having more vermouth and, you know, hopefully gin 
so that is kind of the way I like to order it. The other thing, though, is you got to look at how they store vermouth. So vermouth does go bad. You know, it's, it's a wine. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have the vermouth in a refrigerator and they're not making, you know, tons of martinis where they're going through a bottle every day, I probably wouldn't do that because you're going to have vermouth that's probably spoiled. Okay. First off, I want to say thank you for finally telling me what vermouth is. <laughs> and I'm sure Aromatized I'm Aromatized wine. <laughs> um, she pretty much says martini drinkers can hold their booze with flair, which is why I drink wine sometimes when I'm getting free booze. It's And I booze. don't want to drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at a martini, it is, you know, two and a half, three shots of booze. So it's, it's a lot. And, okay, for this one, this is what I order when I'm at cigar bars. So I don't know what, you know, old-fashioned. Sure. Nothing wrong with an old-fashioned. Old-fashions are a great way to show off a whiskey and some bitters. I I like it with bourbon. That's fine. You can totally do it with bourbon. Um, And I think bourbon is classic, I think. I got to double-check my old recipes. I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) But basically, I mean, a a great old-fashioned is going to be sugar, whiskey, um, some bitters, and then, you know, maybe like an expression of an orange. Uh, If someone is actually muddling the orange with one of those weird neon cherries, you're probably not in a high-quality place. But again, if you like that, more power to you. Um, this person says it's classic but boring over the past. It, it became blah, 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 blah. You're boring. Okay. Unoriginal is what they said. You can say that for any drink, though. Yeah. And, you know, if I do come up with an original drink, like, okay, I want a shot of the and start naming it. Uh, the, for the longest time, I would drink uh, Captain and Cranberry. You know how many people give me a weird look when I'm like, yeah, give me a Captain and Cranberry. Now imagine if I had an actual drink with several shots at a very busy bar. Now we're not talking about like a cocktail bar. We're talking about you know many people behind you know at a concert or whatever it is a dive bar. Yeah, they're gonna look at you like, oh my Jesus. See, all right. I assume. I assume you're no. you, you know better than me. I don't think so. And I've the the bartending that I, I've done the most of ha- is like wedding bartending. Okay. And that really is, you know, it's a mixer and a uh, booze. Yeah. So right there, what you've said is no different than a gin and tonic, a Jack and Coke, uh, any of those things. It's a, it's a mixer and booze. So if you want to get that, fine, no problem. Two touches, ice, you're out. Mm-hmm. So no judgment, no one cares. No, oh, there's not time to judge. When you yeah. got a line of 10 people deep, you don't judge. Yeah. I had a waitress once yeah. stared at me and just called me gangster, and I wish I was wearing my fedora that night. Because of... I don't know. Jack or uh, be the I captain have no in idea. Cranberry? Yeah, okay. Captain Cranberry. They're just like, gangster. I'm like, I left my fedora in the car. <laughs> I, think I, I think I was walking with a cane that night, but I don't know if she saw that. I don't, weird. Um, I can't pronounce it, so I'm moving on. Oh, now um, I'm intrigued. Huh? I'm intrigued. Oh, here you go. You can pronounce it. I'm sure it's something boring. Negroni. It was just Negroni week a couple weeks ago. (laughs) They have a full week? (laughs) Don't you alcoholics ever quit and go to meetings? So, Well, Negroni (laughs) is very interesting. So it is one of the easiest drinks to make because Mm -hmm. it is all equal parts. So -hmm. you're looking at Campari. It's always going to be Campari, which is a... Capri uh, Sun? (laughs) No, maybe. Um, No, Campari is a... um, It's an Amaro that is bitter and sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, Very, very bright red. Um, Then, so that's one third. Then you're going to do one third gin. And then you're going to do one third of sweet vermouth. We're back to vermouth. And... Because of that variation, really, as long as you have Campari, you can do all sorts of different stuff. You can do vodka with that ver instead of gin. You can do rum instead of that gin. And some people have even removed the Campari, and they've put in, like, Aperol and things like that. So Negroni is very customizable, but it's also a super easy one to make. Okay. Uh, the, uh, their opinion is classic, but cool. Okay. What, I, how is classic? I, I, okay, I don't understand that. I don't never understand when someone says, it's this. But cool, unless it's the opposite of cool, like that's stupid. But cool, a classic just means it's 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 a classic. It doesn't. That's not an insulting word. See, it's interesting. I I put Negroni and old fashioned kind of in the same boat. Okay. You know, they're they're original cocktails. They're you know, I think they can be very sophisticated and very dumb at the same time. So I, I'm curious where Melissa lives. If she's in more of a bigger metropolitan city or more outside. Okay. Here's one that I never. This is interesting. A Bloody Mary outside of brunch hours. Yeah, I'm behind that. So, I mean, Bloody Mary. So, we're looking at vodka mm-hmm. and we're looking at basically tomato juice. There are some add ons you can do to it. Um, 
I'm not a huge fan of Bloody Marys. Uh, I'll do it sometimes if I am brunching. But there are some amazing bars that do some amazing things with Bloody Marys. Such and it's as a lot the, of visual yeah. and things like that. Who can make the biggest one? Uh, yeah. Who who can make it into your brunch? And and your lunch and everything, yeah. Um, oh, the guys that are on Michigan Ave that yeah. are um, just past two, next to two James. I can't think of the name of the place right now, but they have a huge one. Yeah, I'm brain farted. There, there's one right up, right up over there that makes a great one. Uh, um, 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 ah, they're right up there. Something pub. It's right there. Um, um, uh, they got train stuff. Um, they got train, train stuff. stuff. There. So it's right down the road on on Woodward. Um, um Franz Grand Trunk. Drink Grand Trunk. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Their their Bloody Marys for uh, Sunday is absolutely amazing, and uh, in your breakfast, your brunch, your lunch. Well, and, and a great a great stop at there is they have an amazing uh, local beer list. So mm, yes, if I was going in and all I saw that I liked is a Bloody Mary, but I know that they have great local beers, so I'd probably get that instead. Yeah, my girlfriend will often, uh, if we're in the area, if we're coming from a convention or something like that, she's like, we need to go to that one place with like the bacon and the Bloody Mary and everything <laughs> else. You, you, you order your lunch and you take it to go because you're, you're full after the Bloody Mary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't 100% gotten a Bloody Mary train, but I'll do them occasionally. Okay. That's the only time I've, I've ever had one during during brunch on a Sunday. That's yeah. that's that seems to be the time. Or maybe on an airplane, because there was someone wrote a, uh, an article that there is a scientific um, the flavoring of the altitude and the salt in the tomato juice is actually there. There's a change. So by getting a uh, a Bloody Mary on a plane, they they do taste a little bit different, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the comment about Bloody Mary is it, it's, it tastes best when paired with eggs and toast and sunshine. Something about a 10 p.m. Bloody Mary to accompany your pasta dinner just isn't right. It's a lot of tomato. Yeah. I wonder why they picked pasta then. What if I want it with my, you know, I, I don't know, uh, French, not French toast. Gazpacho? Yeah. Or, or with my bar burger. That's what they serve at most bars, bar burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if I want it with my, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I again I have I was like I don't know uh, what do you have on tap oh that sounds good <laughs> yeah if all else fails ask for something local ask for you know something delicious on special it is being in like a fishbowl all these people walking by pointing at us yeah it takes a while to not get distracted. you're facing toward me yeah I'm facing <laughs> that's why I sit here that and you actually recognize me I don't know if another like politician is gonna walk by I'm not gonna recognize them. <laughs> I might wave with the wrong finger. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, so you know most of this stuff. How do you translate it on, on your show and mm-hmm. your blog, however you do it? How do you turn that into entertainment? Yeah, I think. To non-alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, you know, I, I want to make sure that everyone's covered. And mm-hmm. there is a huge growing trend to cover non-alcoholic stuff. And we are seeing more and more products come out for that. Um, there are a couple bars in Detroit that are doing some non-alcoholic stuff. It's not a ton, uh, but there are a couple that are doing that. And you know, I think that is a great move because you really want to support everyone. It goes back to hospitality. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to drink, if you can't drink medically or mentally, then that's fine. You should have something tasty that, has, that doesn't have alcohol in it. So kind of what I look at is, well, so when we were doing the show, the um, uh, Nick Drinks at Night, we would have uh, you know stories that are in the news that are booze related. We would talk about some of the events that were happening in Metro Detroit. Uh, we would typically have a couple interviews. So if someone's launching a new product or if someone's in town talking about events, and um, you know then we'd make some cocktails. So we'd bring on some bartenders to make some drinks, or I'd make some drinks. And what I think was kind of a fun component as well is my brother-in-law is a big theater guy, so he actually um, operated a Muppet that we called Booze Bunny, and he was my <laughs> sidekick for about half the show. But he eventually had to go home for his kid so we got him for the beginning of the show to kind of talk about and do some jokes back and forth and um we'll probably see him again for some future stuff (laughs) yeah and i think it's you know it's it's looking what's what's um relevant to the area so uh event stuff is always good sharing events um because i there's not a great way to get 
the the boozy events that are happening in Metro Detroit. Um, you know, when I see some of these great things happening, it, it's rare that like a like a Metro Times or um, you know one of those publications will cover it. So by me sharing it, it does help. Um, I'm, again, I'm not an end all be all, but it would be great if there was a centralized location where you could find some of these boozy events because there's probably right. three or four that happen every week. Yeah, and let's face it, a lot of people don't don't read they don't read anymore. They don't they don't read Metro Times whether they don't want to pick it up or they just Metro Times likes to make fun of Detroit a lot. There's a lot of um, sorry Metro Times and sorry all the photographers I know with that. They're very irreverent. Times. So yeah, but still. Well, Detroit Hour, so maybe they're a counterpoint to Metro Times. They're a little more sophisticated, I guess, um, and that's also a potential way you could find events. Um, really, one of the best ways that I found events is just kind of going to Facebook and searching yeah. like the weekend and seeing what comes up. When I did the show, we'd search like cocktail, beer, mm-hmm. um, wine, and see what would pop up, and then we'd pick the top five that we thought were cool that week. Yeah, believe it or not, the uh, um, state websites are actually very good at mm. finding things. Cool. Um, like Pure Michigan, I've actually yeah. found many events off of that. Um, and then I would actually Google the events. Like I would just put a, put a bunch of events done by completely different uh, organizations next to each other and see what websites they all appear on. That's one way I found like like a, a, a you know Michigan Geek and mm-hmm. Michigan whatever the other. There's like two or three Michigan things all around the geek themes. That's one way you're able to find those by doing that. And so you. You know, you could essentially find an independent person that's putting them all together. And that's very, very tough to yep. do. Yep, I've tried. Um, we, I, I don't think we know how lucky we are to have Pure Michigan because mm-hmm. it really is the envy of a lot of states. So, you know, shout out to my Tim friend. Tim Allen? Uh, not necessarily Tim <laughs> Allen. He's not, I mean. To Tim Allen. Uh, think what uh, you will There's Tim actually Allen. a commercial line of yeah. Pure Michigan. Tim Allen does He's the, the voice, voiceover. Yeah. So if you want to watch that, go for it. And then after that, Google Not So Pure Michigan. <laughs> the other guy that does it. Yeah, um, yeah. Which apparently, uh, 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 he did a lot of those not too far from here from Wayne State. I guess he worked over there. I know he did a Royal Oak one, which is where I live. And he did a Taylor one, which yep. was I was living at the time, which was fantastic. But I, I think, you know, looking at just some of the, the benefits of Pure Michigan is that, you know, they've really shown a, a great light on our state and it, it really has become the envy of all these other states when when i went to these travel conventions everyone would be like oh michigan they're the one to beat you know even like new york and california really? and all these big states michigan was the one that was killing it and you know that campaign that is you know a, a largely done by universal mccann the agency out in birmingham it is great great work so okay um we're wrapping up here um oh um i could go ahead and delete that um since we're talking about drinking, I just want to give a quick shout out to DV Farm, which is uh, a veteran homeless, uh, long-term homeless housing. Uh, DV Farm only has a small amount of beds, but we totally, you know, hey, gee, DV Farm, DV Radio, are they connected? Eh, probably. <laughs> um, probably connected with dysfunctional veterans. Um which, hey, DV6, if you're listening, which I highly doubt you are, but if you are, um, we really need an update on that big box of candy dicks you're, send, you're sending to Facebook. We need an update on that. But anyways, DV uh, for DV Farm, seriously, look it up. It's a great charity. Uh, they need help. And if you don't want to donate anything, which they also have challenge coins, uh, uh, since we were talking about challenge coins earlier, you can just use Smile that I, Amazon. So if you're using, hmm. and I, I really tell everyone, if everyone, you're using Amazon, yes. oh, you know all about Smile. Well, I mean, because it's basically it supports any char- almost any charity you can yeah. think of. So you're not spending any more money. Just put it into your Amazon, and your normal purchases will benefit whatever I charity. I totally stopped putting links to uh, my own like like affiliations uh-huh. to Amazon. I was like, forget that. Do the charity thing. Yep, absolutely. It's way better. Do that. You can pick your charity, or you know, and and of course we're advertising DV Farm, which is a great one, and also you know, and also the Facebook birthday stuff that helps too. Absolutely, and you know, it really does help when you pick a charity that uh, if you're trying to compete with your friends over who can make the most money on your on your uh, Facebook birthdays, I will say this: on when I did DV Farm, I made over a grand because I put a custom, um, you know, for the Facebook birthday donation things because I didn't just say I am donating my birthday to this because I really, uh, you know, and just that, that general thing, 
mix it up, write your own, and they will advertise, or there's a decent chance they will advertise it, and people that oh, follow it nice, will yeah. actually donate more to it. Yeah. I tried a different charity this year, and I wrote a bunch of different things. I actually mentioned them a couple different places. They never reposted it, even though they, you know not many other people were doing... They might have missed it. They might yeah. no, th- yeah, they might have missed it. I actually found out through them through DD Radio, so they might have seen, they might have missed it. Who knows? But that's not something they particularly do. So if you're in our competition, that is actually kind of cool, and it still goes to a really good, good, uh, uh, a good charity. You're you're a better man than me. During my birthday, I asked people to follow me on YouTube. So, um, <laughs> you know, I mentioned YouTube on Facebook. <laughs> I just know no one's gonna see it. Facebook just 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 just. Just bottoms they, it out. They are kind of like diametric, you know, elements. Because every time you post a link, that's that's not autoplaying. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so. What's something that you wish you were asked more on shows or interviews or anything about what you do? What's something you wish someone would ask you? Wow, I wish I would have been asked that earlier. I would have thought had an intelligent answer. Um, hmm, what do I wish people would ask me more about? Um. Probably about like local stuff, like local products that are happening in Michigan. We have, um, I mean, I think a lot of people know about the breweries that are all over Michigan. And you're not being sponsored by any of these. Everyone that you mentioned today, you're not being sponsored by. Nope. I've, I've got to make that clear. Yep. I've, I've gotten like one off sponsorships, but right now I'm pretty much a free agent. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking, uh, no, I would say local products. So, um, you know, we have, uh, some amazing breweries, amazing wineries. Um, there are a ton of distilleries now. I know we're, we're pushing over 40 distilleries that we have across the state. They are making great products and it's not just whiskey, gin, um, um, vodka, you know, we're starting to get really creative. There's a Maros that are coming out of the West side over at long road. Um, there's an aqua, there's two aquavits actually that we have in Michigan, which is a Scandinavian liqueur or liquor. Um, you know, we are doing some great things. Uh, Ironfish actually has a Saskatoon, um, liqueur, which is like a, this little berry that has just a unique flavor. So I think, you know, you can find some great local flavors if you go to your local liquor store and just kind of play around and ask them. Um, I think that's what I'd like more people to experiment with. Um, we actually do have a couple companies that are making bitters as well. So using local bitters, nothing wrong with like Angostura. It's the classic, but there are some others that are out there that you can make an entirely local drink. Well, I want to thank you for maybe being the most classiest uh, uh-huh. uh, interview, uh, or at least bring up the classiest drinks. Because usually, when when I've been on other podcasts where you drink on the podcast, I just throw some rum or whatever I have on hand in some uh, some Kool Aid or, or, or Crystal Light and call it a day. Bob and um, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's what they do at their parties. Yeah. Love yeah. you, love you. <laughs> ah, they're not listening anyway. <laughs> but we do love we do love Bob and Dave uh, over at at one of the other radio uh, networks. Um, <laughs> I bet you they they they've been on the show. Yeah, they're great. They absolutely. Are. They've. I mean, the two of you guys have done so much for Detroit. So every everyone deserves some credit. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Once again, thank you for coming out. Absolutely. Um, where can people find your stuff? Yeah, so uh, nickdrinks.com, youtube.com slash nickdrinks, and then for social media, it's nickdrinks.com all spelled out, D-O-T-C-O-M. Okay. You know, And of course, you can find this podcast or you can find myself at toten.com. You can find all of it at uh, all the Media Litter Sandwich stuff at medialittersandwich.com. And of course, Podbean and Podknife and and uh, iTunes or whatever it's called now. I think they changed something. Google stuff, Spotify, almost everywhere you can find podcasts. If we're not where you listen to podcasts, you know, go ahead and search for us. If you use a podcast app of your choice, search for us. If we're not there, let me know. People have done this. They let me know, or they just added our RSS feed, and I still don't know everywhere where we're at, which is fine. That's good news. I take that as a compliment. Let me know. But if you can't do that, let me know, and I'll try to get on there. And you can always join the conversation, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook. We do have a, a group on Facebook, uh, Media Layer Sandwich. Talk to me. Let's figure things out. Let's talk about it. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And may the algorithms be in your favor.